Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion, and the latest around the Broncos as the season continues. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast, a post-game win reaction podcast. First time we've been able to say that in, oh my gosh, it's been a really, really long time. But the Denver Broncos, they are now 1-4. and four. They get a road win against the Los Angeles Chargers. I guess a road win, if you want to call it a road win, as it looked about 50-50 when it comes to the crowd. Broncos beat the Chargers 20-13. to We'll get into the game, who stood out, who stunk, and why the Denver Broncos got this win. We'll talk about that on the podcast today. But first, our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. Well, I tell you what, going over there to Tap 14, I was up on the rooftop this weekend, and it is tremendous, beautiful weather. And remember, even when it gets cold this year, as the the cold is coming in, don't forget, because that is a heated rooftop. So it is still nice and toasty with some great views up there. So be sure to go on over there to Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. All right, so... Here's the deal. Broncos get the win 20-14, to 14, and this was a, a look, uh, I know it was a one-possession final, but I tell you what, this was quite the dominant win for the Denver Broncos. They come out hot. They get to halftime at 17 nothing before the Chargers finally put together a, uh, a little drive. And look, uh, turnovers shot the Broncos, in, uh, shot themselves in the foot in the second half, a couple three and outs, and there was this pit in the Broncos fans' stomachs that were like, Oh boy, here we go again. But Denver ends up getting the win. We'll go over the individual statistics. Starting on offense where Joe Flacco, an efficient day, but did throw the interception. Um, 14 for 20, 182 yards, and the touchdown also threw the one pick. Um, He honestly should have had a second pick later in the game, which I actually think was the worst throw of the day. It was just a bad decision, a bad throw. Probably the worst throw uh, of him as a Bronco. But he did enough to get the win because I tell you what, all you got to do is you got to turn over, uh, uh, turn around and hand the ball off to Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. Philip Lindsay, 15 carries, a buck 14. Royce Freeman, 13 carries, 61 yards. That's 32 carries as a group for six yards a carry exact. Philip Lindsay kept the offense moving, kept those chains moving, and that is a big, big deal. When you win the turnover battle, you score 20 points, and you rush for six yards a carry so certainly for this Broncos team look that's a that's a big number and and again you know uh, when this offense is firing on all cylinders they are this kind of team where they can hold the ball for a while they can uh, run it effectively and uh, get into the 20 26 point range so uh, certainly good to see if you are a Broncos fan receivers Cortland Sutton was your leading receiver four catches for 92 yards and that touchdown of course had the big long 70 yard one Philip Lindsay four catches out of the backfield for 33 and then a bunch of one catch recipients including Emmanuel Sanders who had just a catch for nine yards on one target even more so interesting that Los Angeles look I I saw a couple times where they shaded over towards Sanders but uh, it never felt like a a huge deal when it comes to uh, this this Chargers team putting an overemphasis on on Sanders. Certainly, we will try to uh, look for that in the second watch around. And, of course, you'll hear that reaction coming up a little bit later in the uh, week with the daily Broncos Blitz podcast with TAP14. Um, 
the Broncos on defense, look, they look very, very good for a while. Look, they shut out the Chargers uh, for the most part in the first half. Um, had, of course, the one drive at the very end of the first half that Kareem Jackson, on, by the way, Kareem Jackson on that drive, about three or four plays that he made that just stood out like a sore thumb this guy was and I when I say sore thumb I mean a good sore thumb this guy was just making plays left and right Kareem Jackson with of course the goal line stand that uh, forces the fumble goes out of the end zone and then of course the Chargers don't score Chargers do start to get the ball moving on offense in the second half but and I think that a lot of that has to do also with the Broncos playing a little bit softer. Um, look, this is a 2010 game until the Broncos basically went into a prevent. We just don't want to get beat by the deep ball in that last drive for the Chargers. Uh, Kareem Jackson finishes with 10 total tackles. That leads the team. Alexander Johnson with a huge interception in the goal line for the Chargers. And that may be your game. That may be your story of the game is the fact that the Chargers went to basically the goal line and could not come up with points at all. In this game, because of an Alexander Johnson interception, because of a Kareem Jackson tackle, those were two impactful plays where all of a sudden, look, you you flipped that around and they get seven points each on those. The Chargers scored 27 and they beat the Broncos. So uh, Alexander Johnson, who, by the way, dropped a a basically a game-nailing second interception as well, too. There was a lot of pressure put on Phillip Rivers. And look, that's what we were looking for. They, ended, they did not get to Phillip Rivers, but... Here's the deal. When you have Von Miller rushing in the quarterback and, and getting uh, at least some pressures, um, you know, even Mike Purcell with a quarterback hit in this game, this is one of those games where on the stat sheet it's not going to show up, but this is a team that got to the quarterback and they flustered. They flustered uh, Phillip Rivers and certainly made him throw some bad throws, including the one that, well, Justin Simmons, uh, a little bit of a, a, a tip there and, and uh, gets the interception. Todd Davis finishes with seven tackles. Uh, Von Miller finishes only with two, but again, Dud, you you could feel his presence in the game, rushing the quarterback. And I'm going to give a shout-out as well to Malik Reed, who also, same concept here, two tackles. It looks on, like on the stat sheet, eh, you didn't really do much. Wrong. This is a guy who was in the backfield and constantly putting pressure on uh, Phillip Rivers and knocking Phillip Rivers off his spot. That was the big deal that we talked about on previous podcasts that they've got to be able to do. And look, they ended up doing that. So credit to the Broncos for that. Of course, the big play in the game was Joe Flacco hitting Cortland Sutton and then Sutton breaking two tackles. Nice little kind of swim move back to the inside and then uh, an arm tackle that he stepped out of. And 70 yards later, how about six for the big wide receiver who was really starting to develop. Now, I will say, and I'm going to be watching Cortland Sutton as the week develops, as well as uh, maybe even the injury report. Maybe we'll see if, uh, again, this is an immediate post-game reaction podcast here, so we'll see what uh, Vic Fangio has to say about Cortland Sutton. Uh, it looked like he had... He was he was a little slower than usual um, towards the end of the game, and I don't know if he was dealing maybe with an injury. Again, I, I don't want to speculate on something that uh, you know simply we obviously don't know the facts about. But um, it it looked like almost he was bothered by something. Maybe he just I don't know. Maybe he had a, a thorn in his shoe. Who knows? Uh, so look, this is a Broncos team that uh, they finally get that win. Of course, this is a, a team that's been looking to get off the schneid for a long time because this is a talented team. This is a very talented team, and we've talked about the, the talent on this roster and how they very well could be 
three and two. They could be uh, certainly, obviously, two calls go their way, and maybe that is the case. Maybe even better. And you're now you're looking at the season in a whole different light. And look, particularly with that first quarter, or excuse me, really the first half in general, when they're playing tremendous defense and tremendous offense. Now you're looking at the next week differently. Now you're looking at home game against the Titans differently. Now you're looking at uh, road against Indy differently, a much more winnable game. Now you're looking at home against Cleveland as a much more winnable game. It doesn't seem like Minnesota quite has their uh, offense firing on all cylinders. Obviously, I mean, who knows if they'll even have some of their uh, actual uh, stars in that game is, you know, Stefan Diggs, uh, will he be on the team? Will he not be? That's a couple weeks from now, obviously, with the Bills. You're looking at these games differently now based on how they played today and how they played today is up to a kind of standard that they can play at. So a, a real, real big positive to see from this Broncos team because, again, it's just about putting things together. It's And, and you know how it goes in with this football deal it's sometimes it's just getting that first tackle and then all of a sudden you get into the game. Sometimes it's that first catch and then you get into the game and, and very much works that same way with wins. Sometimes it's just that first win. It's just that understanding that, okay, we can close these games and now let's try to get two straight against Tennessee and all of a sudden we're looking at this team far differently and I think this is where it makes those losses against the Jaguars, against the Bears so tough and painful because you look at this team and you're like, they could very well be 3-2. and two. Maybe maybe they don't make stupid turnovers against Green Bay and then all of a sudden they're 4-1. and one. I mean, seriously, that's... That is the kind of season that this team has had that it's like you could snap your finger, change a couple plays, and all of a sudden, who knows? Maybe it ball bounces a different way or things change and this team is a far different record that we're looking at much, much differently. Uh, It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends at Tap 14. When we come back, I want to tell you my star on offense, my star on defense. That's next. So again, welcome back to the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14. Broncos get the win. Uh, it did come with a injury, a, a bit of a scary situation. Uh, Broncos did announce that cornerback Devontae Bosby was taken to a local hospital for observation and tests with a neck injury. Uh, a bit of a whiplash situation. He did have movement in his arms and legs, so that was good to hear. Obviously, we will get more info as uh, we hear it. Uh, at the start of the game, a um, a headline that was kind of taken over was the inactives, particularly with Adam Gotsis. He was a game day inactive as the Broncos opted for Mike Purcell, uh, trying to stop that run in, and look, um, trying to beef up in the, the middle, uh, almost like a true tackle up in the middle, uh, you know, and, and Harris kind of moving over this, this worked effectively. As the Denver Broncos, they shut down Melvin Gordon, who's, look, coming back, bit rusty, 12 carries, 31 yards, but still, uh, what the Broncos did defensive adjustment-wise, and I said this multiple times last week on the podcast, Vic Fangio, I have been waiting to see some of the adjustments for this team. I've been waiting to see the scheme adjustments or the player adjustments. Well, this is one of them. And obviously, look, it's paid off because they held Melvin Gordon in check, at least for the most part. And, uh, you know, if you are a, a Denver team that can hold your opponent, 
to 2.2 yards per carry, run the football to six yards per carry, and win the turnover battle. That is a recipe for success for this team as they look forward to the next couple weeks. My star on offense, uh, look, you got to go with Philip Lindsay, a 7.6 yards per carry on 15 carries. It just seemed like every single time he was running the football, it was in gobs of yards. He, of course, gets the touchdown, kind of a late put away, but maybe even more... Uh, 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 more importantly than anything, is Philip Lindsay's run on the final offensive drive for the Denver Broncos when they were looking to make it a two-score game. Uh, kicked the field goal with uh, 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 Brandon McManus, who, by the way, did miss a field goal earlier in the game. But in, in on a very crucial third and four, Philip Lindsay gains 13 yards. That that drive or that that play started at the 41. That's a 58-yard field goal. He gets five yards, four or five yards. That's a 53-yard field goal that, as we just remember and just mentioned, that's a field goal that Brandon McManus missed about well, 20 minutes ago, real time. So, uh, look... This is a huge run that isn't going to get talked about a lot because it wasn't the highlight reel, but these are the kind of plays that Phillip Lindsay is making. He didn't get the first down. It did force them to kick the field goal, but of course makes it a manageable 46-yarder that Brandon McManus boots right down the middle. Uh, but again, look, uh, on offense, Phillip Lindsay was a star, and certainly he was your MVP, at least in my eyes, on the offensive side. On the defensive side, look, uh, got to go with uh, Alexander Johnson. This is a guy who made his case with Josie Jewell out almost had two uh, had the one crucial interception on the goal line almost had a second one to put the dagger in the Chargers uh, did well when it comes to tackling and, and certainly proved that maybe it's time to give Alexander Johnson a little bit more playing time almost kind of like this true middle linebacker so certainly a great play and then you have to give a little bit of love to Kareem Jackson who had a tremendous first half an absolutely tremendous first half with of course the game or I should say tight uh, 10 TD saving tackle in the red zone and that forced the fumble on Eckler um, and, and certainly was a big, big deal for the Denver Broncos. So they get their win against the Los Angeles Chargers. And uh, look, this is a team that if you are continuing to run the football well, if you are not beating yourselves, if you are doing things that, well, you know, we know they're capable of it. I think maybe that's one of the more frustrating things. One of the more um, uh, things things to watch for this team when they're look when they are executing what they do best. They can win games in this league. They can absolutely win games. But boy, um, for whatever the reason why, those first four weeks, they just were not able to put it together. Look, I'm, I'm going to give them the Chicago game because they were robbed of that game. But all three other games, you know, the turnovers against Green Bay, uh, the rustiness against Oakland, you know, even even in the Chicago game, they had plenty of times to win, but they could not, and they, they put themselves in that position. 
to get uh, snubbed at the end by Mitchell Trubisky and uh, and their kicker Pinero. So uh, when they put it all together, this is a team that can win football games. And now we're looking at this team far differently. And again, I don't think they're that far off. I know a lot of people talk about how, you know, well, it's time to blow it up and rebuild. And maybe that's the case. It certainly could be the case for some aging veterans, you know, uh, guys on short contracts ending this year. Emmanuel Sanders, Chris Harris Jr., you know, those those could be guys who who know the writing is on the wall but also with the idea that look this team is not far off as well too and look they may collect a couple wins here and there and all of a sudden this this team looks far far different so a lot to get to uh this week on the broncos blitz podcast of course we will be uh following the broncos as they well finally pick up a win we can go into that locker room and say hey nice job on the win and getting off the schneid now it's time to put two in a row for the Denver Broncos as uh, they look to try to get back I guess the goal is to get back to 500 now that's that's really the goal but overall this is a team that uh, performed well on offense performed well on defense the last point I would like to touch on and like to make is the special teams was a bit shaky coverage was not good on the kickoff return by uh, Desmond King that was the uh, 68 yarder I should say that was a punt return uh, but they did allow the touchdown. Colby Wadman, um, in an okay day, had the gaff where it bounced off. I believe it was Fred Brown's helmet uh, inside that, uh, what, two, three-yard line, that, that punt that just uh, kind of had a gaff. Brandon McManus did miss that field goal, although, look, uh, uh, when you talk about 50-plus, that's a tough kick. Broncos pay him to make that kick, and so you, you kind of expect that. Uh, Deontay Spencer with a bit of a questionable return when particularly catching it inside the 10, inside the 5-yard line. Can't be doing that. That's that's something you just got to let go. And, um, you know, if you're Spencer, I think that's that's you trying to make a play and you understand that aggression, but you also have to know that, look, this is a Denver team that's up 17 nothing, and you can't make those kind of um, potential mistakes. You can't put yourself in that potential mistake um a space where you either botch the punt or uh, you know somebody comes screaming by and see him and you get absolutely plowed then you're stuck inside the five anyways and you would have been stuck inside the five had you just let it go so certainly uh look learning experiences for this Denver Broncos team that uh, they're going to have to work through but more so than anything it was nice to see them put together finally a uh, a four-quarter battle that um, where they they closed the job because look, Denver on that final drive uh, that was the put-away drive. That was the kind of drive that they have they went three and out in previous drives, and instead it ends in a Brandon McManus. 46-yard field goal on five plays, 41 yards. It took off uh, about a minute and a half. Lots of timeouts from uh, L.A. in that uh, drive as well, too. So you can't really look at the time of possession, but more so than anything, that was a that was a, a, a game-sealing drive. And by the way, that was after 10 points scored by the Chargers. So 10 straight, of course, on the punt return and then the Chase McLaughlin field goal. But Denver held strong in the red zone. And more importantly, uh, they get the job done at the end because that was something that they were not able to do. They were not able to close games in previous games, but they have been able to do that today. So, it's the Broncos Blitz Podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14. And uh, we thank them so very much. Of course, we'll have lots of reaction to the Broncos and their win, finally, as they get on 
Well, the right side of the win-loss column, now 1-4. and four. And again, with a home game waiting against Tennessee, all of a sudden you look at it and you're like, hmm, Tennessee? I mean, they don't they don't scare you. They don't, you know, the team that's 2-3 and three, who's beaten the Browns and the Falcons. The Falcons look like a disaster, by the way. Uh, where their losses against some pretty good teams where they're not really scoring a ton of points. Seven points against the Jaguars, seven points against the Bills, and 17 against the Colts. So this is, a uh, again, a trip to Empower Field at Mile High that may benefit, and maybe the Denver Broncos can start a little streak. We'll see how it goes. But certainly it's been a uh, a good positive podcast to to finally have because man i was you know i i I know a lot of people fans on twitter think look oh you just love to wreck i don't like to talk about negative stuff okay i don't like to do it i like to talk about the positivity i like to talk about a team that wins it's easier to talk to these guys when they win so it's really nice to see this team finally pick up a win get off the schneid because i've been telling you about it all constantly um how much talent this team has and and how much there is uh, the, the potential for this thing to kind of turn around. Um, you know, they're, they're probably going to need to be in a realm where, look, um, thinking about the future, that's going to be a thing. You know, understanding, uh, uh, is this aging veteran? Is there an opportunity for this guy to stay? If not, well, yeah, maybe you are trying to move on from a guy. But also understanding, too, that, look, this is a team that um, – Look, they got a lot of talent, and they could be uh, winning a couple more football games this year, and it's nice to see, certainly nice to see, because we've seen the talent, and we just haven't been able to see them put it all together, and finally, they put it all together with a pretty dominant offensive and defensive performance against the Chargers, 20-13 to a win. So, a date with the Titans is next. Of course, we'll be covering that on the Broncos Blitz podcast all week long, so be sure to stay tuned for that. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio, and of course, you could check out my uh, well, radio show, radio show on Monday, we will immediately react. That's tomorrow, 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. It's the Ronnie K. Show. You can find it on milehighsports.com streaming. If you're local here in Denver, 104.7, 1340 a.m. Again, 7 a.m. on Monday. Monday morning, wake up and, well, here's some Broncos reaction with myself, many of my several guests, and uh, maybe a player or two joining us at some point as well, too. So, Lots to get to uh, with the Broncos. We'll be staying in touch and covering the team, of course. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast, a daily podcast with Mile High Sports. I appreciate you for tuning in. Broncos winners, finally, 20-13. to 13. They're now 1-4 and four on the season with Tennessee next on the schedule. You can find more info on the Broncos and breaking news, discussions, player profiles, interview, audio, all at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. See you, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.